Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm Joe Masato, joined by Barry Trammell. Here to recap the Thunder's 137-101 to loss to the Utah Jazz on Wednesday night in Salt Lake City. Barry and I have traded places um, for the day. I'm at home in Oklahoma City. Barry is on the road in Salt Lake. We'll get to that, uh, I guess, to the reasons why in, in just a little bit. But Barry, just to start out, what what was the experience like tonight? What's it like to be on the road and uh, following the, the G League blue turned thunder? Well, that's two different things. Uh, <laughs> Being on the road is good. How was the game? <laughs> and here's how the game went. Jalen Horde has played, I think tonight was his 37th NBA game. He was in the upper half of the Thunder's uh, experience level. Um, of course, they got three guys that just joined the team yesterday. One, one had played at Orlando, but um, it's... He's also a, in the upper half of uh, competence level. <laughs> Yeah, we've reached the point. You know, here's here's the truth. I don't want to be too mean, but you know, every if you if you watch a team long enough, you know, you you see all the players' warts and flaws, but you also see a lot of promise and you know, yeah. some good stuff. Like Olivier Saar got waved today. I thought I saw some things out of Olivier Saar. He's a six six foot eleven center who can make a three pointer. There's something to be said for that. With that said, I'm hard-pressed to see Melvin Frazier Jr., Xavier, Xavier Simpson, and GK, we're going to call him. Uh, That's what Mark Degnall called yeah, him, so we're allowed to call him that. As NBA players. I, don't, I didn't see it. Um, Frazier had some energy. Now, uh, Simpson had 11 assists tonight, which I don't know how that happened. I'm not sure that it did happen, but he's not very good at all. I mean, he he can't play much, I don't think. Um, so but the hook shot is glorious. The hook shot is fun. It's like a, <laughs> you know, it's like a carnival show. Um, it, 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 it's, it's like very gimmicky. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know what it, it's sort of a, I don't know what it is, but it it, it was fun, but. Yeah, so the Thunder is out of prospects, let's put it that way, which when you get into the 20s, you know, they're literally playing their D team. They had three or four guys tonight that would not be on the three deep of the depth chart. So Well, I mean, they're they're playing like the guys who had not yet up to this point been called up from the blue. Like the guys who are up now, Simpson, GK, Melvin Frazier, those are the guys – after, you know, Sar, Crecci, Waters, who, who haven't gotten the call up. So it's I'm looking, like the, I'm looking it's at like this now. Blue team. I'm looking at this now. Is Isaiah Roby the only guy that played tonight who's played in more than 50 NBA games? I think he is. I know he is. Yeah, he's got to be. 
Maybe 40. Mike could go down to 40. I mean, second would be either Horde or Frazier. 20, it's 30 and 37 for those well, two I guys. Guess Kretschy, I guess Kretschy has played. Is he played in 37 games this season? I don't believe so, but it's close. And Lindy is what? Lindy's in the 20s? Um, Vete Kretschy has played 27. 27. Well, there you go. What's yeah. JRE probably? He's missed. Yeah, know. he missed two months. Oh, he might be in the 40s. He might have played half the games. I don't Let's know. Let's see here. But it, Jeremiah Robinson Earl has played in, yeah, 48 games. 48, all right. Well, there you go. That's the yeah. He's second. I mean, it was, and then we trailed fifty-five, fifty-three late in the second quarter. Darndest thing. Yeah, I, I, I also don't want to be too too mean because, like, in all seriousness, like, I had so much fun talking to Xavier Simpson at the game last night, and and I put this in the story. But before I talk to him, he sees Chauncey Billups in the hallway, stops Chauncey that. Billups, who's, who's the head coach of the opposing team, and takes a picture with him. Because well, for him, it's cool that he runs into Chauncey Billups, and he makes his first NBA start. He plays, he's played in, what, 100 minutes, basically, over the last, <laughs> in the last 48 hours. So, you know, lost in sort of the ugliness. I, I agree with the tanking. We'll get to that. But it's still... Um, not easy to watch, but lost in that is like guys like Horde, guys like GK, um, Xavier Simpson. Like they're getting a really cool opportunity, and they're going to get to tell their kids and family that they played in an NBA game and, and multiple NBA games, which is really cool. You know, uh, you know. Heck, for all I know, you know, in fifteen years from now, whoever is uh, following along in your outstanding legacy of covering the Thunder will write a story about the Thunder reunion and. And we'll do a story on Xavier Simpson, who played four games for the Thunder down the stretch of the 2021-22 season, the way you wrote about he's, Stephen Hill. So Yeah, Xavier Simpson's already – he's doubled the amount of games that Stephen Hill played yeah. in. And I remember <laughs> Stephen Hill just a little, not much. Stephen Hill's more of an NBA player than Xavier Simpson, I can tell you that. But, oh, well – um, Xavier Simpson, by the way, was on that 2017 Michigan team that we talked about I all saw the time. That, I saw that. That team <laughs> refuses to die. You I cannot, feel like we talk about that team, you know, three or four times a year. You cannot shoot that. You can't. You can't. You can't put that game out of its misery. I looked. It, I looked it up today. I, it's, I thought there were already five Michigan players that had made the NBA. It's just four before today. Now Xavier Simpson makes five. They played eight in that game. So five of the eight have made the NBA, and now two of the OSU Cowboys have made the NBA. So uh, that was a star-studded affair. Star-studded affair. Yeah. Well, let's let's just quickly. I want to get to some more big picture stuff, but um, in this game, Jalen Horde, uh, twenty-three points, five rebounds. Barry fell well shy of his season rebounding rate after 20 rebound games in, in two of his last three. JRE had 18 points in 16 minutes off the bench. You mentioned Simpson had 11 assists. Any Anything you did see, it's so hard to, to judge because, like, none of this is transferable to really next year. I mean, maybe Roby will be back. Maybe Krejci will be back. Maybe Lindy Waters will be back. JRE, the rest, 
not so much, but anything you saw tonight that you want to talk about? Well, you know, Lindy Waters is an interesting case. I mean, I've talked about how he's the only thing that's kept me sane the last month when it comes to the Thunder. Um, I was out there watching him. You know, he didn't play last night. What did he play? Four and a half minutes, I think. Yeah, four minutes. Because Dagnall, Lindy came in, made two shots, and Lindy, and, and Dagnall said, can't have that. He's got to sit. Um, but he hit three three-pointers in a 48-second span tonight. Cut a deficit from whatever it was. It was 11 down to two, I think, in 48 seconds. And he made, he, he has some bad misses. But he's got enough of a hot streak that I think, I think he's going to get another chance uh, going forward. I don't know if he'll make it, but I think he's going to get another chance. Mm-hmm. And when you look at on the f- floor tonight, you know, outside of Roby and JRE, I think he has the best chance to be an NBA player. So um, I thought that Is was a bad sign for Isaiah Roby that he's played in these last two games. I don't think so. I think they realize they got to put somebody out there. Um, I don't know why you'd play him instead of Poku if you're trying to lose. Um, Isn't it crazy we've gotten to the point where Poku, Maladone, and Aaron Wiggins are too good to tank? <laughs> too good. Too good. Yeah, you got to get them off the court. They're hurting the lottery chances. I mean, it's just, it's just theater of the absurd. Um, well, let, let's let's talk about that because um, I mean they're out there. Night, they're out there trying to guard Bo Young. Uh, Bogdanovich. He had nine yeah. foul shots in the first five and a half minutes. He's he's been a thunder killer this season. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, and the, the Jazz were missing what three starters? Conley, three starters. Mitchell and Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean this 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 was so bad. Greg Monroe played four and a half minutes tonight. What a blast from the past. Yeah, I don't know that he's played in five games all season. Um, yeah, it was it was a mess. It was a it was a total mess. My favorite part of the game, though, was every time Melvin Frazier or uh, Xavier Simpson tried to shoot over Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert or Hassan Whiteside, but particular Rudy Gobert. I mean, um, and and to Go- be to be Gobert fair, had twenty and ten on nine of nine shooting. <laughs> to be fair. Um, Frazier got in, you know, drove and got in, got a basket over uh, or against Gobert. I don't know that he shut it over him. But, um, you know, they, they don't have Rudy Gobert's in the G League. That's, that's the one thing I think we learned tonight. Well, if I'm Xavier Simpson, I'm looking at Rudy and telling him, well, you don't have hook shot shooting six-foot guards in the NBA, so watch this, Rudy. Try to, <laughs> try to block this. These guys actually did their job tonight because the Thunder lost a game after being on a two-game winning streak, and it was a much-needed victory for the Jazz, who, by all indications, seemed to be in a little bit of disarray. The the perceived, who knows how real it is, Mitchell Gobert um, feud will never go away. There's a lot of rumors that Quinn Snyder is going to be gone. Yeah, um, that's they, the talk up know, here. That's big talk up here. 
Yeah, what what was it like being there? What would you what'd you hear? What'd you see? What was the crowd like? Tell us about the environment in Salt Lake City tonight. Very good crowd. You're talking about a Wednesday night, second of a back to back, and you're playing, you know, the, the OKC blue. And it looked like a thunder crowd in the Durant Westbrook heyday. I assume they called it a sellout. There were some empty seats, but for all I know, those empty seats were taken by people walking around the concourse because there was no block of empty seats. Mm-hmm. You know, my four seats might be the biggest group you saw empty. Uh, it was not as exciting. It wasn't. It wasn't rip roaring like in, in days of old for the Thunder. Of course, you know the the Thunder gave them. No reason for anybody to be excited. Um, it's a great arena. I love the arena. It's very. It goes up. It's more of a. It's more of a uh, Gallagher Iba feel. I I would say in terms of yeah. Everybody's right on top of each other. It's it's more vertical than than Paycom Center. Um, they do a nice job with some of their with some of their skits. The I think the loudest the crowd got all night was in the fourth quarter. Chick-fil-A sponsors a promotion where if the opponent in the fourth quarter steps to the line shooting two and misses both foul shots, everybody gets a free something. I don't know what they get. Some, something free from Chick-fil-A. And Lindy Waters, of all people, stepped to the line and people got all fired up and yelled and he missed. And they go crazy. And they are yelling and screaming and trying to get him to miss the second shot. He swished it. Um, a little while later, Jalen Horde, same thing. But uh, it was the it, Thunder is missing an opportunity. They're like, there's a lot of teams who do that, and it's it's like the loudest moment of every game, basically. Yes. And the Thunder doesn't do that, so they got to get on that. I was told tonight they don't do it because they think it's poor sportsmanship. Um, I that strikes me as blatantly absurd. Poor sportsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. They're going to yell anyway during opposing free throws. They might as well get a free chicken sandwich out of it if they're yeah, going exactly. to yell. That's exactly. So <laughs> poor sportsmanship. How about we? How we get that guy with the mask to put his shirt back on? <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy that that shakes his belly trying to get uh, uh, the free throw shooter's mind off his task. Yeah, you know that's. You know, give, give us all a break here. Poor sportsmanship. That's a that's a good one. But it was, you know, it was fun. Uh, Quinn Snyder seemed a little bit on edge. Apparently, he went off with a soliloquy last night in defense of of uh, the Gobert Mitchell relationship. Threw out some data that turns out was not accurate. He got roasted a little bit for it today. So he had a mea culpa today, saying, you know. Whatever program they were running where he got stats, didn't update, or whatever. I don't know what's going on. Heck, seemed like too much drama for me. But uh, <laughs> but that's what that's what they're doing. So uh, there is a lot of talk that Quinn Snyder could be the next Laker coach. And he could also end up going to San Antonio if, if Popovich retires, which I don't know if he will or not. But uh, it seems like... Utah is sort of slipping away. Uh, they're going to be the fifth seed. They're not too much optimism that they're going to get out of the first round. 
Let's see who they got in the first round now. Dallas? Or? Dallas as of now, yeah. It, yeah. it could either be Dallas or Golden State. Yeah, they have trouble guarding on the perimeter. Yeah, I, so, I would pick the Warriors or the Mavericks in that series. Yeah, probably so. I I've, I love Mike Conley. I like Rudy Gobert. I got nothing. I like the Jazz. I'm pulling for the Jazz. If somebody came to me right now and said, you get to pick a legitimate champion of the NBA when you can't pick, you know, the uh, the Xavier Simpson led Thunder. Who who would you pick? I'd say uh, I'd like to see the Jazz win an NBA title, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I just, I'm surprised your answer is not the Memphis Grizzlies, which is my answer. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd take Utah's a little more long suffering. I mean, Utah's had some great teams and didn't win it, and. Um, just between you and me, I like Salt Lake better than Memphis. I actually sort of like Memphis, but I really like Salt Lake. And um, you, you like Stephen Adams better than Rudy Gobert. Though. I do like I do like Stone Cold <laughs> Stephen Adams. Uh, would you like to hear the tragedy? It's possible this is the tragedy of the uh, of the of the uh, spring, which is admittedly a short spring so far. Yeah, so it might be. I heard about the. Uh, the coolness and the opulence of the Thunder Hotel, the Great American, I think it's called the Great American Hotel, where they stay in Salt Lake City. So Trish the Dish and I walked in, we went, we went by there, we were having lunch across the street, and we walked over there and walked through the hotel. Turns out the Grizzlies, in town last night, played Denver tomorrow night. They did not fly to Denver last night. They spent the night in Ute- in Salt Lake City, got up, slept in, do all the things you do when you're an NBA player, and didn't leave until about 2 o'clock, which is about when we walked through the hotel. So we passed by, I'd say, 30 to 40 members of the Grizzly Traveling Party, including most of the players, coaching staff, all that. Here's the tragedy. There was no Stone Cold Stephen Adams sighting. Did not see oh, Stephen Adams. It was very sad. It was the that would have made the travel blog even better than it. It would have been. A, it would have been a highlight of the. But let me give you another highlight. But there was a highlight. You know, my wife is with me on the trip. She actually went to the game tonight. Um, got a ticket, a solo. So she's sitting by herself. She made a fairly, you know, major mistake. She got confused on the time, looked at her computer, which is does not update automatically with the time zone change. She looked at her computer. It said 617 or 610, something like that. I forgot what it said. But she said, ooh, I better get over to the stadium or to the arena. Well, it turns out it was only 517 at the time. So she gets to the arena more than an hour early. So... She's got a lot of time to kill. Well, I had a little bit of time myself, so I went out and sat with her for a little bit in pregame. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of fans out. But when I walked up there, I saw a group of Thunder people, uh, of Thunder fans, a couple of guys, young guys in their 20s, um, with their girlfriends and maybe somebody else, I don't know, wearing Thunder gear. They were sitting behind us a row or two. And um, so I sat there talking to Trish the Dish for a few minutes, and then I get tapped on the shoulder. I turn around, it's this young kid, this, this, uh, this kid wearing a uh, vintage, or, uh, or the, I think it's, he's wearing the, uh, the turquoise 
Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Number zero uniform. He said, he said, are you Barry Trammell? And I said, yes. He said, hey, I read you all the time. I just wanted to say hello. I said, oh, yeah, where are you from? He said, Twin Falls, Idaho. <laughs> You've I said, got well, quite a fan club Well, I said, I said Twin Falls. <laughs> I said, how far is that? He said, it's about two and a half hours, which, you know, it's, that's not, it's not that far. You can go up there to the, uh, I think it's on I-15. Um, but anyway, he said, I, when I was a kid, I loved Kevin Durant, just became a huge Thunder fan. Now I follow him. And, you know, this is the closest they come, so we drive down and watch the game. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. To me, it was a stark reminder of the following the Thunder has. Twin Falls, Idaho, let me promise you, not a bastion of, uh, of uh, NBA hotbed. It's, yeah. not, it's not a place where they're sitting there discussing the, sal- the, uh, you know, the salary cap and uh, revenue sharing Try- and... Those trying to wonder if the Thunder is going to get to the floor. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not. Yeah, they're. This is not a place that uh, you know where half the population subscribes to True Hoop blog. So I need uh, I need to see what Tankathon's traffic is from uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. <laughs> so, but anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Here's a, here's a dude from Twin Falls, Idaho, reads the Oklahoman online. So yeah, that is yeah. that is really cool. That reminds me when I was in Toronto earlier this year. I was wanting to do a story on, you know, all of the Shea Gilgis Alexander and Lou Dort fans um, in in Canada um, that, that follow the Thunder because of those guys. And I found a lot of, you know, young kids who were exactly like that. But I also found as many or more people who are wearing Shea and Dort stuff who are not Thunder fans because, you know, not new Thunder fans because those guys are Canadian they started following the Thunder because of Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And now it's just like a deal sweetener that they, you know, picked up guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander and Lou Dort. So it, you really do see the lasting effects of people followed those two guys and now they still follow the Thunder because of it. Yeah. So that, I thought that was a cool moment. We chatted for a minute. We shot a picture. I shot a picture of the guy. So uh, I'll put it on the travel nice. blog. So, um, Very nice. yeah, so that, that was cool. And then bad news, uh, the game started. And, um, um, but, but it was, you know, it was still fun. Um, cause you know, you travel, you've seen all the arenas. I hadn't traveled in years except for the playoff games. Um, so I'm trying to think of, I'm not sure I've been to any NBA regular season playoff game. I mean, a regular season game on the road. Well, was the last game you traveled to before tonight when Dame Lillard waved good- goodbye? Yes, I think it was. Had to be. Yeah, uh, had to be. Yeah, had to be. Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, three years ago. Three, maybe one week shy of, maybe two weeks shy of three weeks. <coughs> I mean, of three years. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think um, so. Well, I, I thought tonight was, you know, I know it's not easy to watch, but t- tonight was a little easier to stomach, I think, in general. And I don't want to get too deep into this, but I want to hear um, your thoughts, Barry. L- last night, again, I totally understand tanking. I think it behooves the Thunder to lose these games down the stretch. I understand that you want to have the best lottery odds possible. I do not disagree with the strategy. With all that said, that doesn't mean it's like pleasant 
or, you know, everyone's having a great time. Like it was, it was just like a little uneasy to be in the arena last night. And you've got seven guys play one of which is Lindy Waters, who starts two of three from three and then is benched for the rest of the game after he does that. Then they play six guys, two of which have just been called up um, from the blue. And five of those six play 40-plus minutes. The other who didn't, Olivier Saar, who has since been waived, played 39 minutes. And I'm glad Yurgos is okay. He played tonight. But he goes down with an injury after playing like 43 minutes. And I'm not saying it's because of that. But like the whole scene was just, it was, I was a little uneasy. I was like, this this has gone to, to new depths. I just was wondering what you were thinking when you were watching that game. Um, it was very disconcerting. I uh, actually, you know, I didn't end up watching it until about 1030 last night, Utah time. And the uh, game was ruined for me, the, the outcome. Somebody spilled the beans on me, mm-hmm. which hardly ever happens. It doesn't happen twice all season. But it happened last night, so I was watching with less interest than usual. And, um, but I just kept sitting there at amazement. How could this, how could this happen? How could, how could we reach a point in sports where your two teams are playing um, you remember the old saying, you know, they're, they're playing not to lose. Well, here was a game where they're playing to lose. And yeah. it was, you know, the Thunder, the, 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 the Blazers out-tanked the Thunder last night. Um, youthful exuberance, I guess. So, but, yeah, it's, I'm glad the season's over. We're getting over two games left. Yeah, I can't he, take much more of it as an as an observer of the Thunder. I just can't take much more of it. Well, yeah, and like as a you know, we're sports fans. We follow sports. It's our job to write about sports, and it's just it's not real fun when it's when it's like this. And again, that's that's fully knowing the, the situation and and everything like that. So I'm also glad it's almost over. I just wonder, like, the, the Thunder has to go to such drastic depths now. You know when we were joking about, oh, Mike Mescala is costing them a win or Kenrich Williams, and we sort of like thought that was way overplayed. But this is now two years in a row where they've got a little off track clearly because they've gone to extreme measures too late in the season, and it's much harder to lose a game this late in the season when everyone's resting, when you have no idea who you might be playing, than it is to, you know, rack up one or two or three more losses in November, December. I know it might not matter. I know they might still win the lottery. Who cares? I'm tired of talking about the the odds and the percentage chances and, and whatever. But they've it's it's like two years in a row where they've like gone all in the t- all in on the tank maybe a little bit too late. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. It's it's counterproductive to go all in on the tank early. If you did that, you know, is is uh, is SGA and Luke Dort as far as down the line, down the road, as they as they are, is Josh Giddy. At some point, you gotta you gotta let your players play. No, I I, I agree. So, I'm more so talking about like the Mescala. You just don't play him. I don't know. It's. Yeah. I'm not saying I would do that, but 
in hindsight now, seeing what it looks like now, I'm thinking about some of those games earlier in the season. But Yeah, and, you know, Kenrich Williams, Muscala, um, you know. Some, Ty Jerome. Sometimes it feels like, like Ty Jerome. It feels like. James Harden. We talked about it Ty feels Jerome. Like, it feels like James Harden has played for the Thunder <laughs> since Ty Jerome has. That's how long this season seems. Um, yeah. I just hope Gabriel Deck played for the Thunder Ga- this season. Gabriel Deck. Now that now that's that was probably the big mistake. They should have kept Gabriel Deck <laughs> and played him more. Played him forty minutes a game. Or Paul Watson. Paul Watson. I forgot about what happened to Paul Watson. He just got he got waves for Lindy Waters. He was on a two way deal. Well, that was a good move. That probably that probably hurt the lottery cause, but um, hopefully, it's in the past. That's my hope. Um, you know, I, I I interrupted a Utah media discussion. Somebody on this team, I don't know, maybe it's Trent Forrest. Maybe they're talking about whether I think he's on a two way contract. They're talking about whether he should get a a full contract or not. And, Somebody was talking about Lou Dort and how Lou Dort was two-way, and um, he got one, and they were debating whether Trent Forrest was better than Lou Dort. And I actually interrupted him and said, you know, Lou Dort scored 30 points in a game seven. So sometimes we even forget how good Lou Dort is because yeah, this last I would month. Yeah, trade t- Lou Dort for Trent Forrest. Yeah, or, you know, or, or Forrest Lumber or Forrest Gump or anybody else. But for crying out loud, these guys, we've watched such bad basketball, we forget that there actually is some good basketball on the roster uh, played. So I'm ready to get back to seeing it. That's what I'm ready for. Yeah, I'm I'm not convinced that – I think next year is going to be – I think they're going to be better just naturally as the young guys progress. I think a lot of what the plan is going to be, like I could see them doing the same thing at the end of next year. If this draft goes, goes bad or if they, if they miss out on the lottery again and, and pick six, then they don't find a Josh Giddy. Well, then it's really important for them to pick high in 2023. So I, I think a lot of next season and what happens depends on what happens on lottery night and how they feel about their draft pick. Um, while we're on the topic of two-way guys, I I heard you ask uh, Mark Degnault about it. He said that Olivier Saar was waived um, because they planned on cycling through more of those guys, but then Robinson Earl got hurt. They needed a big man, so they kept Saar longer than they planned. The timing of it um, felt a little off just because Saar has really started to, to play well, so I felt a little bad for him. They bring in Melvin Frazier, um, but... I don't know. Are you are you sad to see Olivier Sar go? Um, Maybe I, not. Sad. I I would not have said yes thirty six hours ago. <laughs> but, but now then, you saw Melvin uh, then I saw Melvin <laughs> Frazier and Simpson and GK, and GK. yes, I'm sad to see him go. So, um, the Thunder has literally has literally shown me what. You know, remember the old D League? Well, they got D team. You know, when when they started tanking earlier, they they went they were playing the B teamers. That's that's when Dort sits. And then they started playing the last few weeks. They've been playing C teams. You know, where they got eight or nine of their best players sitting out. Dad Gummit, tonight. I'll bet they didn't play. I I, I bet. 
if you rank the Thunder team, they got 20 guys on the roster, I think, now. It's a D team. They were, they were literally playing the fourth team. I, I usually hate these discussions because I think they're obvious. Like when you compare, oh, could this college team beat a pro team? I actually do think it's open for discussion. If this team tonight is in the NCAA tournament, I don't know if they're the favorites. Maybe. I think they, I think they'd have won it because it's not a great year. Yeah, this team would have gotten pulverized by the Baylor Bears of a year ago. Yeah, because let me tell you, one of those Baylor Bears was out there playing Jared Butler, and um, he's not any good, but he was better than a lot of what we saw. Yeah, Davion Mitchell. Yeah, and Macy Oteague. And Isn't Mark Vidal playing for the Chiefs or something these probably, days? Probably, yeah. he, he could get out there and throw yeah. some guys around. But, um, yeah. All right, let's uh, – I'll just say two games left, both in L.A., the Clippers and the Lakers. The Lakers have nothing to play for. The Clippers, unless they just want to continue to get comfortable before the plan, they don't have much to play for either because they're already locked into their playing spot. They can't move up or down. They're in that eighth spot, so they'll play Minnesota um, in that first play-in game. You know what? If I had to guess, I would say the Thunder wins one of these remaining two um, just with the way things have gone. have no idea. Um, we keep saying there's nothing more the Thunder can do to lose I've continually been proven wrong because clearly there are things they, they could have done. Um, and that's that's what we've seen in these last couple of games. Barry, sorry we've run long. Before we wrap up, though, um, tell people why you are in Salt Lake City tonight and maybe what should, we should expect um, from your ventures out there. Oh, well, yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to go down to Provo, never been, and go meet uh, the B- BYU people. I'm going to do a project. I don't have a date for it yet, but a project on BYU's coming into the Big 12 and uh, mm-hmm. going to meet with Kalani Kataki, the uh, head coach tomorrow, and whoever else they've got lined up for me. So um, That'll be cool. I just, you know, you've, you're completely worn out. You're doing all the Thunder road games and most of the home games yourself. And this was a good opportunity to give you a break uh, from at least one trip and uh, also for me to tag and tag along and do a BYU deal. So uh, that's what I'll be doing. And then Saturday and Sunday, I think Trish the Dish and I are going to run around the state, at least this portion of it, and see the sights. Very scenic place. So yeah. looking forward to it. Looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, I, lo- I love it out there, and that's really cool. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being there tonight because uh, the worst trips to make, I mean, I have fun traveling, but the, the back-to-backs are hard to make because you can't. You know, team flies out. Last night, you got to get on an early flight. I'm, I'm not the best morning person in the world. So I'm glad to be heading straight to L.A. tomorrow instead of um, having already been in Salt Lake. So, Barry, thanks for covering it tonight. Good talking with you. And thank you all for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast. And we'll be back with you this weekend to recap a couple of games in L.A.